0: Blob Talk Radio
1: Blog
0: Talk Radio Welcome to Wicked Green Energy with your host Roxanne Pappas. Roxanne is fighting to bring our troops home from the Middle East reduce our country's dependence on fossil fuels. As an associate with Viridian Energy, she can provide domestic sources of solar, wind, and water right now to your home or business. On this show, she and her guests explore other cutting-edge ways we can reduce our carbon footprint and preserve vital resources across the globe. Here is your host, Roxanne Hathaway.
2: This is the Wicked Green Energy Lady, Roxanne Pappas, and I have with me, again, I'm so excited to um, have Diane, Diane Turco with us. Uh, she's, she was on the show a few months back talking about the Pilgrim Nuclear Reactor here in Massachusetts um, and about the problems that um, we continue to have with them and the fact that they're not, uh, they're not safe for the public. A lot has happened since then, so I'm going to ask Diane um, to give us a, just a little brief history of what transpired between when we saw her, when we talked with her back in um, September to now. Hi, Diane, thank you for, for coming back on the show again. Oh, hi, Roxanne, thank you for having me back. Well, yes, a lot has happened. Um, um, up at the State House, uh, uh, Representative Sarah Peake had introduced legislation regarding uh, public safety concerns, and it's good to know that um, House, um, House Bill 2167, which charges the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency to look at emergency planning in Barnstable County um, to take a serious look at it, evacuation um, and other items on the list in a plume exposure area uh, will be uh, made part of their task. One of the points of that bill calls on the governor to determine if the legislation cannot protect the public, that he will call on the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to revoke the operating license to build them. Um, That's a a good thing. it, It seems to be taking longer, though. Why do we have to go through all this process first before the governor goes to the NRC? Because the NRC and the federal government is in complete control of public safety regarding the reactor itself. Um, but the state has a responsibility to provide protection for the public. Um, but what we're seeing is, as, as I think most of your um, listeners probably already know, is that the plans for Cape Cod are, you know, to close the bridges and we shelter in place, which is really only two hours of protection, um, and take pa- KI pills that pr- protect our thyroid. That's not protection. And, and so this bill is, is really challenging that. Uh, a second bill that um also passed the committee with Senator Wolf's bill, uh, Senate 1798. And this is regarding the decommissioning trust funds. Um, nuclear reactors, owners are supposed to put away money in order to um, have enough to completely turn the site back into a green field when they pull the plug. Energy is short on those funds, so uh, Senator Wolf has a bill that, would ask, would, that calls for energy to put $25 million into a trust fund every year so that when they pull the plug, um, they can begin decommissioning as soon as possible. Okay, that doesn't it actually doesn't seem like a lot because I understand that they only have about 870 million dollars for the decommissioning. Right, and this is to be added every year to that um, decommissioning fund. Mm-hmm. But another thing that has happened too is the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is attempting to change their rules on decommissioning.
1: Right now, there aren't
2: many rules, and what is happening is the industry is applying for exemptions. For example, at Vermont Yankee, um, Entergy Corporation, which owns Vermont Yankee and pulled the plug there a year ago, um, has asked that uh, all emergency planning be dropped and the NRC has granted that exemption. How how does that make sense to the public? It doesn't. It doesn't. And what the NRC says is, well, we don't have a rule on that, so we can provide exemptions to the industry. So now what they've done is they've got a rulemaking program going on now where uh, they are asking – they just actually closed the public uh, comment period, but we did submit testimony that you can see on our website. Uh, But what they're saying is uh, we want to codify all these rules so that the industry doesn't have to keep applying for exemptions. And all this paperwork is just too bothersome. So we want to codify them into rules, but we're going to give you, the public, an opportunity to have a say in that. Um, so that's what's happening. What they w- would like to do is eliminate the emergency planning zones. They want to reduce the liability and security around reactors. They want to reduce fitness for duty requirements. Remember recently, to energy Uh, Workers at Pilgrim were found to not have passed the drug test and were sent home. Um, And also, the last part is, it allows commissioning funds that were to dismantle the building and bring it back to a greenfield to be used for storage of spent fuel, um, taxes, paying taxes, lobbying um, fees. Uh, That's that's not decommissioning. So um, the NRC is really... um, Really uh, needs to uh, be held accountable for this. Oh, I, w- I would, I would think so. But let, let's let's go back a few months here because mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the reason for the decommissioning is, uh, is I don't quite remember, but I know that we had some di- difficulties with the plant after after two winter major winter storms that we had here. Can you explain what happened? Well, um, well, actually, last January during Storm Juno. Um, a, a, lot, a lot of groups um, called on the NRC to shut Pilgrim because it was a historic storm. But the NRC reassured us that they would have extra staff on, on board there at Energy at Pilgrim, and they would keep a watchful eye on it. Well, in fact, um, Pilgrim scrammed. A scram is an emergency uh, shutdown, which is very dangerous. Um, emergency systems have to come into play immediately. The reactor has to be cooled quickly. Um, and at that time, four backup systems failed. And according to the Union of Concerned Scientists, it was a near miss. It was going down the wrong path. Um, so the next storm, the uh, Valentine's Day storm, uh, energy preemptively shut down Pilgrim. So we know that the reactor isn't going to make it through a severe storm. The switchyard, where flash overs have occurred with it, that um, causes loss of electricity, um, that hasn't been repaired for years and years, and Entergy knows that's a problem. But, again, too, they have to put some money into it to repair it.
1: Yeah. They and, and said
2: they're clo- Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They, um, they uh, falsified the inspection reports, didn't they? Um, that is another whole issue. Um, the fire regulations, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission's own fire regulations have been outdated for almost 20 years, and Entergy had not um, updated their fire um, they haven't met those regulations, so the NRC gave them an exemption and said that they could have somebody walking around and looking for smoke. Okay, what we found out was, it, and the NRC in their um, in their January report of last year said, "Oh, it's all good; the reports are fine." They found out later that a worker had falsified the records for two years. For two years, um, that's unconscionable. We also found out too that. The same thing happened at an Entergy reactor in Louisiana in December. Another worker there had falsified the fire records and was fired. So you know, it, this is like part of the culture of Entergy. It's not based on safety at all when these things are happening, and that's a concern for the public. How many um, owners are there like Entergy? Or uh, I, I, I I'm I. I the only, the only uh, company that I've heard of that, ha- that handles all, the, all these nu- nuclear reactors is Entergy. Are there others? Right. right. Well, yes, there are. The, um, Seabrook is owned by um, another corporation, and uh, Millstone is, I think, owned by Dominion. But Entergy owns um, Pilgrim, Vermont Yankee, and Indian Point in New York City, which is leaking uh, Tritium. So, so to, can we safely yes, say that Entergy is the only one that's having difficulties? Um, Could you say that again? Is it is it is it safe to say that Entergy is the only one having difficulties with its plants? No, no. But what we can say is Entergy is the worst because the three worst operating reactors, according to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, and all of these three reactors are one step from federally mandated shutdown. Pilgrim being one of them, are owned by Entergy. Okay. So. Is it because of these two storms and the the shutdowns that occurred that they decided to decommission the plants? Well, you know, we've been calling for the shutdown, and actually, even before the relicensing, the chairman of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission didn't vote for relicensing because there were public health and safety concerns. Um, But Entergy, as a corporation, is pulling the plug on telephone because it is unprofitable, and that is why they pulled the plug in Vermont, because it was unprofitable. It has nothing to do with public safety.
1: And that's why they have
2: up until 2019. Yeah. Isn't that normal the case, the big money? Oh, can, yep. can do whatever they want? You know, it's a symptom of the whole country, yes. When a huge corporation um, is making profit at the expense of public safety, and we have a federal government that's totally captured by the industry, um, this is a very, very serious issue. It is because as I'm going through other things, as far as the electricity and the gas and the oil and all those issues, mm-hmm. it's all by it's funded by the lobbyists who are lobbying for the, the big money. You know, and right. it's really disheartening. That's a that's a political topic that we tr- probably shouldn't get into. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reality. You know, energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, with the NRC, we'll allow corporations to um, reduce. Um, Emergency planning, and they say that any release of radioactivity won't leave the uh, reactor site, is pure nonsense. I mean, if you look at the spent fuel pool, um, now that's an imminent danger today, and it will be when they pull the plug. Uh, Pilgrim is a general electric Mach 1 boiling water reactor, the same style reactors that failed at Fukushima. And they failed because General Electric and the Nuclear Regulatory Commission knew that the containment structure wouldn't contain because they were susceptible to hydrogen explosions. Well, at the reactors, they also have the spent fuel in the attic of the building with uh. concrete on four sides. And in the roof of the building, the roof of the uh, spent fuel pool is um, a tin roof, like something you find on a Kmart shed. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's outside any containment. Um, so it's totally exposed. Uh, and it was designed to hold 880 assemblies, spent fuel assemblies. And now, because there was no place to put the fuel, the reactor owners asked the NRC for exemptions.
1: Oh my! It was
2: designed for 880. Well, we have more. Can we put 1,200 in? Check. Yes, says the NRC. Um, then it got up to 1,200. Well, now we need to. We need more space. Can we put 2,200 in? Check. There's over 3,200 spent fuel assemblies. Tightly packed and densely racked in that um, pool, um, so right there is an imminent danger. Yeah, that's unconscionable. So, it, yeah, absolutely. And in 2006, I, um, Dr. Gordon Thompson completed a study for the Attorney General's Office um, when they were um, fighting the relicensing, and he said that you know could be an imminent uh, uh, fire because of the. Uh, Density of the pack fuel, it, um, the zirconium cladding could catch on fire. It could never be put out. And he said that that would cause 24,000 latent cancers, $488 billion in damages, and contaminate hundreds of miles downwind. There's 11 times more cesium in that pool than was released at Chernobyl that went around the world. So it's a it's a it's a very serious danger. And that the NRC will you know, provide exemptions and look the other way is unconscionable. That's where we citizens need to keep, you know, stepping up and demanding that um, that they shut this down, they move that spent fuel into dry casks, which is safer, not safe, but safer than the exposed um, spent fuel pool. Oh, it looks like I have, we have a question, and it might be uh, the one I mentioned to you before, so I'm going to um, uh, bring him in on us. Okay, great. Hello, this is Roxanne, with whom am I speaking?
1: No? Hi, this is Rob.
2: Hi, Rob. Thank you for calling in. Uh, We have Diane Turco with us, and I know you had a question for her uh, or an idea for her. So I'm going to let you take the floor. Diane, this is Rob. (laughs) Hi, Rob.
1: Hi. Um, I've got some background. I was a, a nuclear engineer working for the Navy, so I kind of come at it from a different angle, but um one of my one of the one of the problems with i see with spent fuel is that they're not allowed to transport it, so they really don't have a choice as to where to where to store it so that's one issue um my other the the other thing I wanted to say was if the problem is that the spent fuel is still amazing heat and so it has to be constantly cooled, so that's just basically a bringing on there corporation resources because it's just, you know, waste energy that they have to do, get rid of. So what I wanted to ask is, well, my idea was that, you know, you, you you bottle up this the spent fuel and then you basically use it to create energy as an energy heat source. You know, it's a low-grade energy source, so it's, not, it's just trying to um, you know, you're going to have to use something with a low vapor pressure, but you know, you should be able to create something that enables us to capture that and use it it profitably. What
2: what do you think, Diane? Well, it doesn't appear that the technology is there for that sort of resolution. Um, You know, I mean, nuclear industry has been around since the 1950s, and they still haven't found a safe way to dispose of it. And, And transportation is a huge issue, but there's no place to transport it to, and that's another huge issue. Um, and so the best the NRC has come up with is that the, the spent fuel, actually, they said, could stay in that spent fuel pool for up to 60 years um, once the uh, plant is de- becomes decommissioned. I mean, it's decommissioning. Once they shut it down, spent fuel can stay in that pool and it's safe, when in fact we know it isn't. Um, and also, too, the spent fuel pad um, in Plymouth, it's pretty close to the coast, and we know with sea level rise and increasingly severe storms, it's in a very vulnerable area. Um, so, you know, if there was a the resolution, I would think that the NRC would be on top of it or the industry, but it doesn't seem like that's the case unless it's extremely expensive, and, of course, that's why they wouldn't do it. Yeah, you say that they they can hold it there for 60 years. What happens after that? right. When when the plug is pulled and the utility and the um, utility goes into the decommissioning phase, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission has given them three options. One is to entomb, which is to kind of enclose the reactor uh, in a concrete sleeve, or um, uh, let's see, the other one, De- uh, uh, decon is uh, decommissioning quickly, um, um, and the third one is safe store. It's, it's really store S-A-F-S-T-O-R. And that allows the utility up to 60 years to decommission the reactor, which means they can take their time, which means this is why they're trying to use their decommissioning funds for other reasons. You know, the industry should be responsible for removing the spent fuel and putting it into dry casks, but it is expensive. Um, there's been talk of using the decommissioning fuel spent, uh, sorry, the decommissioning fund for that, but the utilities also... This is interesting. The utilities sue the Department of Energy because they have not followed up on their promise to take the spent fuel. So they are actually paying for the um, removal of the fuel. So the, elected, the, the, uh, the utilities are paying for it? That's no. That's what you just said? No. The oh, okay. utili- no. What happens is the utilities will fu- will file suit with the um, Department of Energy. Uh-huh. What, the Department of Energy said they would take this fuel, but because there's no repository – the utilities are responsible for the fuel until it leaves the site. I see. So, yeah. See. So um. So they, they put the spent fuel in dry cast, and then they fuel the DOE to pay for it. Wonderful. So, I'm you know, we're start, saying stop, stop producing the fuel, the spent fuel, exactly. <laughs> you know, really.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stop what,
2: quickly here for a commercial, and then I'll be back, uh, back to finish up here. Hold on. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel
1: 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan. She's an international best-selling author. And Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're
2: hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind.
1: Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating.
2: Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com.
0: Kathleen O'Keefe Canvas and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House on Cape Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canavis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their writers workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House on CapeCod.com. And we're back, everyone,
2: and we're speaking with uh, Diane Turco of the Cape Downwinders, and uh, we're discussing the Pilgrim Nuclear Power Plant. Um, I um, I read someplace about uh, seven engineers who work for the NRC that are basically whistleblowers. Can you talk to us about that? Uh, yes. Um, in 2012, uh, seven nuclear regulatory Commission engineers found a, an electrical defect in the design of all the reactors in the whole country. And they determined that because of this defect, uh, it, it's so serious that it needs to be fixed immediately or all the reactors should be shut down until it's fixed. And the NRC kind of does what they usually do. They said, we're going to give reactor owners until 2018 to deal with this. And so, just a few weeks ago, um, these seven engineers, who are now whistleblowers, um, filed a public citizen petition, a complaint to the NRC, as employees saying that, you know, they have addressed this, and they've had to go out of their own organization and file a, uh, as citizens, a petition uh, to the NRC. Um, that's, that's, they're, they're modern-day martyrs. They, they're, their jobs must be on the line. I know this is. "Quote unquote protection for whistleblowers, um, but we'll see what happens." Where um it's a federally federally protected, but again, I right, right. don't think I don't think they're protected against losing mm-hmm. their jobs. Right, right. When um, I say you had a quote here, which I thought was amazing, it, the quote is: "Pilgrim has an existing automatic detection system that mitigates this concern, which is the concern that the um, mm-hmm. that the engineers brought up." And since it's being de- decommissioned in 2019, no additional upgrades are planned. Right. I mean, right. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by that. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the Union of Concerned Scientists wrote an article on this. Um, they, they're they're not anti-nuclear. They're pro-safety, this organization. They're highly respected. And, um, no, Pilgrim's on the list. Um, and, again, too, there is energy te- telling the public that they aren't going to um, resolve issues because they're closing in 2019. Pelcom needs to be closed today. It's a public safety con- issue um, that we have been addressing. Because they announced they're closing in 2019 doesn't mean that, that um, public safety has all of a sudden increased, whereas, it, whereas at risk today as we, are, we were yesterday, yeah. Can they just close the doors from one day to another, or is there a process for decommissioning? Um, well, they'll they'll power down and shut down, and they have a date. Um, and then, well, that's again too. The NRC is developing a process for decommissioning. that's been kind of, um, like I said, you know, going making rules by exemptions. Um, so that, that they're planning 2019. That gives us three more years of this degraded, and um, you know, it's the worst in the country, and it's de- it's still degrading. Um, and we see the NRC is not regulating. So a degrading reactor, a failing reactor with a failing corporation that is not going to make the fixes, uh, overseen by a failed agency, uh is a, is a dangerous mix for the public? Yes, it is, but uh, but again, they just can't say when well, turn off the switch today and close the door. That can't be done. Well, they could um shut down. I mean, it they shut down during scrams. They shut down when they refuel. They could shut down any day. Yeah, so I, I guess I just don't get why they wouldn't do that. It would save them, I would think it would save them some money, don't you? Well, uh, part of it, too, is they have a contract and systems operators um, two, 2019, so they have to figure out how to get out of that contract. Okay. Because We're hoping I hope the government is helping them with that. I did hear something about 2017, that uh, the, the 2019 was the... Outside date. Have you heard anything like that? Well, in 2017, they need to refuel. So actually okay. this spring, they're supposed to announce whether they plan to refuel because they have to purchase the fuel ahead of time. So oh. we should be hearing this spring whether they, they're planning to close for financial reasons in 2017 to 2019. Cape Downwinders, Massachusetts Downwinders, and other organizations will continue to call for the immediate shutdown of Pilgrim because of public safety concerns. Okay, so what, is, what are the Downwinders doing right now? Well, right now we um, we um, sent in our uh, comments for rulemaking, and you can see that at our website, at the um, the official Cape Downwinders website at capedownwinders.info, I-N-F-O. Um, we are also planning to attend the Nuclear Regulatory Commission public hearing. Now, every year the NRC comes down to hear from the public, um, so we're... Calling out to everyone, come to this meeting. It will be on April 13th, Wednesday, April 13th, at the Hotel 1520, which is a former Radisson on Water Street in Plymouth at 7 o'clock. But it's good to get there early to sign up to comments. Um, they generally have a uh, time of uh, three minutes. I, I certainly hope the public makes a difference. And to, uh, to NRC, I mean. Well, it's still and operating. I'll... It's still operating. We've been working on this for years and years. We have lots of evidence. Um, You know, we have Senator Wolf from Representative Peake and uh, Representative Mannell and others who have been very concerned and raising their voices too. We've got to keep working at it until they pull the plug. I think it's important for our listeners uh, who do not live in Massachusetts but are near a, a nuclear reactor to take heed here because this is what's happening in your neighborhood as well. And go to the, go to the Cape Downwinders website to learn and possibly be able to do something for, for, your, for your community where you live, for so the nuclear reactors, because none of them, as far as I'm concerned, are, are worthwhile. They're right, not right. They're not producing the electricity that they say we need. Here in Massachusetts, Pilgrim is only producing 2% of the electricity. Right. Well, they might as well go away. We don't need them. Exactly, exactly. And, and and I hate to bring this up too, but another issue, once they pull the plug, um, that spent fuel pool is mm-hmm. an imminent risk. It is just so serious um, that that's something people need to be demanding is that the the waste be removed into dry cask storage as soon as possible. They should be starting that now. The only reason Energy has ever removed the fuel from the pool into dry casts, I think they have three of them, is when they refueled last year and the NRC said, you know, whatever is in there now, you can't stuff any more in. They actually cried uncle. So NR, so Entergy had it pulled some of the fuel out um, and put it into dry cast so that they could reload. Um, and there's been accidents. I mean, even dry cast storage, when they, there have been three um, near misses um, at decommissioned reactors, too. When it's, they pull the plug and it's not producing electricity anymore, it's still a very dangerous situation. Well, they put they put the, 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 uh, in in dry tanks, is that what you said? It's yeah, it's dry casks, yeah, they're just giant concrete structures with a steel oh. lining oh okay, so but and then and then it just sits there forever. is that right? uh, America's hometown is now becoming a nuclear waste dump oh. and there's no there's no other way that it can be um it can be gotten rid of as of now, uh no one has an idea of what to do with it, Nope. And so and in other countries, the same thing, they just go go about their business and they don't worry about the spent fuel. Spend fuel. Uh, well, I think there's um, you know, there's activists all around the world calling for closing of nuclear reactors and, and, and safe disposal of fuel. I think, and, I'm, and I, I have to I'm not quite certain about this, but i thought I recently read something about France wanting to build and reactors did you ever did you see that or hear about that no i haven't in fact I, I what i am understanding is that they're starting to back away from nuclear power What what's happening is after fukushima you know fukushima blew away the myth that nuclear power is safe the devastation there and what it's done to those people is 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 a crime against humanity so i think people around the world are understanding this um it's ongoing disaster and we're moving away to green and renewable. That's exactly what we have to do for our children and our grandchildren, and future generations. We can't leave them while well, we're leaving them with a big mess. But we need to move on now to green and renewable energy. And I and I agree with you. And thank you for mentioning that. I um, uh, yeah, we are going to leave them a real problem with the with a spent fuel, unfortunately. But uh, we're almost to the end here. So any uh, words of wisdom you'd like to pass on to us, Diane? Well, it would be great if people, I mean, we're in a democracy. We need to raise our voices. We need to push for pilgrims to be closed immediately and that spent fuel put into dry cast. So come to the NRC hearing on April 13th in Plymouth. Um, go to our website at um and we'll have more information about it. Um, and, and join us. Join us in, in this effort to, for public safety. Thanks again, Diane. And uh, as, as this process continues, I'm sure I'll be back in touch with you. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Green Energy. You may get in touch with Roxanne through her Facebook page, Living It Up Green, or her email rpappas7 at gmail.com.